Hey, this is Annie from the Coronas. This is Niall Minnelli from the Performance and Fitness Academy. This is Karen Preen from Deadlifts and Red Lips. Hi, this is Stephen Obar from Obar Muscle. This is Jason Kaufman of Jason 2.0. This is the personal trainer, Dominic Minnelli. Hashtag the way of Dom. And you're listening to the Dan Kyo Wellness Project Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Dan Kyo Wellness Project Podcast. I am delighted to be back on the podcast recording trail. I have to be honest with you though, and everybody who knows um, me, either in real life or through my page, the Dan Kyo Wellness Project, um, will know that I have ups and downs myself. And I have had a really difficult time lately, which has kind of kept, it's kept me out of the gym for a couple of weeks, but I have been training a little bit, but it's also kept me off the podcast recording trail. And I am... Um, I'm just so happy to be back. I'm in a good place now, uh, thankfully, and I've driven out to the place where my parents got married, to where I think I was baptised, and right beside where my parents grew up in a block of flats in Dublin city centre, right across from each other, but didn't meet each other until they were, well, I'll let them tell that story when they come onto the podcast. But they basically grew up across from each other in this block of flats, but didn't meet and fall in love until I think my dad was around maybe 17 and my mom was 16 or something like that. So it's really nice for me to be doing something that I love in a place with a young man who reached out to me that uh, in, a, in a time when he had been listening to a few of my podcasts and expressed an interest in coming onto the podcast, he has an unbelievable story to tell, and I can't wait for you guys to hear his story today. And this young man's name is Donald Brady. How are you doing, Donald? Good. Thanks for having me on. No problem, man. Have you um, done many podcasts before? Never, no. And, but I've listened to a lot of podcasts though, for a long time and really, really like the idea of them. And, yeah. Um, I've listened a lot to uh, you know, Jarlath Regan. Yes. The Irishman Abroad. I probably started listening to those. I love those. Yeah, Jarlath's amazing. He, it, actually, when I started this whole process of the Dan Kiel Wellness Project, I reached out to him okay. and he was so nice. He gave me the best advice that I ever heard, which was don't forget to press record. Because <laughs> it had happened to him so many times. Oh god! Well, not so many times, but he actually said to me, "This thing, this type of thing, happens to you once, okay. and you never do it again." Um, and I also reached out to Dave Mort from Today FM, like both of whom have given me unbelievable um, advice and tips. And yeah. I also started listening to podcasts. The first podcast I ever listened to was an Irishman abroad, right? And it's actually kind of what inspired me to see podcasts as a way of. As a different way of communicating with people, but mm-hmm. also as a different way of self-expression for myself, you know? Yeah. Um, so I am just delighted that you've made the time to come on today. No problem, um, no problem. How are you? I've, I've managed to squeeze you into my uh, busy busy routine. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And <laughs> no, why, don't, why, why don't you tell the listeners why you reached yeah. out to me initially uh, right, to come on so, to the podcast? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I forget how I spotted your spot- podcast. I think I was going through the Irish uh charts or whatever i sifting through things about well I'm, I'm on or, the irish charts i don't know are yeah or maybe no, uh, let's pretend that that's why yeah 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 <laughs> we'll take that bit out there uh he so he <laughs> yeah if I, I saw dan kyo wellness project uh or maybe it was a it was so maybe it was dave Moore that shared it on twitter i saw it going around anyway but uh 
So I was listening to it and I thought, well, what this project to write? Well, because I've had a bit of a, uh, a turbulent year, I suppose. There. Yeah, yeah. A bit, a bit, a bit wild, but um. And obviously, you so felt they, you were at a place that you could reach out to me to see if I would yeah. be interested in hearing your story, and if it, more importantly, if my listeners would be interested in hearing your story. Yeah. And uh, what was my immediate response? Yes. You, you said you said yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was, it was great. Uh, so it's great to it's great to be on. Um, I guess I should go back to, twenty fifteen. Yeah. When I was in. Well, I was in second year college. I'd been working in Duns. Uh, it was great. A bit of money every week. Uh, yeah. What were you studying? Uh, social science. Ah, yes. Um, sociology, social policy. With And a lot of people do the social work masters after it. Yeah. Um, and then I, then I, one of the lads in my class, he was uh, uh, yeah, a good friend of mine, I suppose. He'd be, um, he was working in social care. Yeah. And he told me about the, an interview that was coming up to, to kind of uh, to get a to get a job with them. He uh, he says, "Oh yeah, you're in the social work pathway, the different pathways in the yeah. social science." So I'm like, "Yeah, oh yeah, I think you should you should definitely go for this job." And uh, so I did, and I got it. Um, and what, then what's it, the job in social care? It was so a support worker. Oh with, yeah, uh, with people with autism and uh, okay. I did. I mean, I I had no previous experience, but I was, I mean, in that kind of work, you know, previous experience is good. But if you're patient, if you're a good, if you're a good person, you can do it. You know. Yeah. Um, and so, but it, like, I guess, yeah, the hours were long. The, you know, I was doing night shifts and things because there was a bit more money and stuff like that. I got a bit ran down with it. I think yeah. I my self esteem was a bit low. Coming into a job, I was a bit intimidated, being quite young in it. Yeah. Uh, everyone else was mid twenties to thirties and even older. But anyway, I just got a bit run down. Um, and was that probably okay because now, that of the was pressures off the job? Do you think? Probably, and maybe not enough sleep. Um, mm. A bit paranoid, thinking, "Am I do I deserve to be doing this and okay. stuff like that?" Which I look back on and think that's that's pure rubbish. Uh, yeah. Well, no, it's it's but, impossible to think that way about if that's how you feel at the time. Yeah, it's only in retrospect that you can. Look but at. and the whole reason I'm saying this is that was probably where my anxiety and kind of ringing of hands started off. I okay. guess, but I would always been a bit anxious growing up anyway. But yeah. that's when it really kind of sped up. Um, so then I I applied for Erasmus, which is a study abroad. <clears throat> yeah, I got accepted to go to Malta for a year of study abroad. So I saved up the whole summer working away at that. And yeah, I didn't, so I wasn't home back in Roscommon, summer Scotland. I wasn't home playing football, um, except sometimes. Because yeah. uh, <laughs> it was a funny contract that takes you hours every month. Yeah. Uh, so like, I was around sometimes and I wasn't, so therefore I wasn't playing football because I didn't want to be. I was either there yeah. or I wasn't, so I didn't play. So just to, I don't, sorry to interrupt you, but a lot of our listeners are from Canada and the States and right. the UK. So when you say Roscommon football, you're talking about Gaelic football, right? That's right. Like, can yeah. you describe what it's like for people who aren't from Ireland, the community and the, the sense of belonging that that gives to young men across Ireland who are part of a team. Oh, God. Uh, 
because you said that you weren't uh, playing it as much and that was contributing yeah, I mean, like that I, was contributing to you feeling a bit exactly. isolated yeah it was a bit alienated i guess yeah um well yeah i'd, I'd been playing gaelic since i was seven or eight i suppose right. um and it is a big it is a big part of who you are yeah it is it's your identity uh, it's yeah. a lot of people's makeup um it's a community yeah and you know to kind of remove yourself it's kind of I, I basically detached myself from it and then i'd go to some of the games yeah. and you know you get the, you know how like rural ireland is like when you're standing on the sideline and they're like why isn't that lad in there why aren't you playing you know they're, they're that kind of like the, <laughs> yeah. so you do they feel bad even, they mightn't even be saying it you, you can tell by the way they're looking at you their eyes are saying it and they're <laughs> the, the guilt is on you you know you're oh, jesus you look back in 10 years and regret this and blah 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 blah, blah. yeah but uh, i was i was just saving up to go abroad to malta yeah. Yeah. to enjoy myself to try and i guess detach is more to kind of escape from this kind of feeling of uh just like I was doing well, I was I had a good job. Yeah. I was wasn't failing college, but I was getting by. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was, I was doing all right, but then there was, there was just something missing. There was I was just maybe maybe I wasn't maybe it wasn't for me, but uh, so I just you know this yeah I'll, I'll go for Erasmus because my brother had done it. He went to France. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought yeah brilliant. It's like a I don't get to go on holidays much, so this would be a great chance to go traveling. <clears throat> absolutely and mix it up and with study and yeah, meet new people meet new experiences people, yeah. kind of uh, reinvent so or, you know just like reinvent yourself thing, yeah well maybe not yeah. I was going to say that but I don't um, just kind of make things a bit more interesting or do something different you know yeah. but uh, so I went away on that and um, it was great I paid the accommodation for the year okay before I got there Um First night I got there, I hopped out of the cab um, to the university residence. It's a, it's a really brilliant place um, because Malta is such a small country. Yeah. All the Maltese, all the locals, they stay at home. They live with their parents and just drive to college every day. Okay. So what you get in the residence, the university residence, is just a big community of people from all over the world. Yeah. Um, Fartners. Fartners, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, <laughs> I get out of the cab and I, uh, the first people I see is Theo, a guy from France, and then Paddy and Cal. Pa Cal was Scottish and Paddy was Irish. And these these were going to be, they were basically the three best mates I had there. Yeah. Because they were there for the year as well. And this is, uh, uh, oh, you're Don, are you from Ireland? Where are you from? We did the whole... Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm from here. Who yeah. do you know from do here? You know do you know that person? Yeah. Blah blah blah. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> they were like, "Oh, you just got here. Yeah, we're just going into town. We're going. We're going out for the night." So says Grant. Uh, left the bags in the room. Uh, rudely woke up my roommate too, as I did that, <laughs> but just left again. <clears throat> Excited over the moon. Yeah. Um, so it was, did, a, good, it was a good start the, then. It was a good start, but it's about to get worse. <laughs> oh, okay. So I, I got to, uh, got in there and I, I don't think I, I either drank too much or I even think maybe I was spiked, but uh, yeah. Paddy said he was the last one who saw me. He said, yeah, yeah, we were chatting about, you know, football and studies and stuff. And then you just walked away. So I, I walked off down the street. I just went wandering, I guess. And, uh, Cut a long story short, I ended up in a strip club um, till 7am the next morning. 
don't have to say too much about that, I don't think. No. Uh, but I, I know I spent 2,000 euro, 2,500 euro, I think, in a debit card. So I just emptied my bank account that night. Um, and you, you don't have much recollection of this, do you? Well, I do, bits and pieces, but... But at the time uh, when you were talking to your friends the next day, they were telling I, you that you just walked away. That, I, like, walked, that I walked off, yeah. And, uh, which was unusual, but maybe the place I was in, the kind of, the, the, the way I so flippantly booked a flight to Malta to study there, I would also carelessly just walk off down the street. Okay. And searching for some other place or some maybe there was a maybe I didn't like the music that was playing in the bar at the time or yeah, something. But yeah, uh, yeah. anyway, yeah. So I got out of the staggered out of the strip club uh, the next morning. This I remember very well. Um, went to an ATM to take out a tenner. Uh, sorry, you don't. Uh, you insufficient don't have insufficient funds. funds. Uh, oh, that's not right. Um, and I thought no way. Like, but. Uh, I managed to get a bus then to Valletta, and I hadn't seen much of Malta this time, so I I was actually in Valletta, uh, where it's like a bus terminus. Yeah. And uh, I thought, oh god, this isn't the university. So I just started asking random people, which bus do I take to university? And then someone actually told me this bus here, yeah, and uh, I got on. So I made it to the student um, induction, basically the big talk at the start. Yeah. Of the year, so I got there. <laughs> And everyone was laughing at me because I was in the same clothes as the night before. Yeah, and a bit uh, worse for wear, maybe? Very worse for wear, yeah. Um, still in shock, kind of thinking, God, am I going to be going home now? Or, uh, what's going to happen? But I was actually fortunate to be getting a, a grant, uh, an Erasmus grant okay. from ECD in three weeks. So yeah. there was three weeks there where it was just rubbish because everyone was off enjoying themselves, yeah, uh, having a great time. Uh, doing all the things that you do when you're there yeah. and uh, I wasn't <laughs> so I was just kind of sitting inside uh, just getting by yeah. and um, so yeah it started badly but I did it made me get out and uh, just throw down a hat start busking in the street which okay. um, it kind of brought me back a bit or kept me grounded one because I could make I could earn a bit of cash and because I really realized how much music, uh, how big music is for me. Yeah. Um, I would have always been playing, but I never really went out in public or put myself out there at all. But you were in a situation where survive. you had to yeah. survive. <laughs> yeah, so, cause I'd paid, you know, I paid the deposit and everything for the accommodation. So I thought, well, yeah, at least I'm here. Yeah. I'm not going to be paying rent now. So I, if I can just kind of get by. And I'd, I had so much shame I couldn't tell anyone at home. Of course. And they eventually did find out, you know, my mother found out, you know, in a, yeah. not on an ideal way. She kind of opened a bank letter for me and she saw the big, uh, she was like, what's this bar? What, what's the slew the, of transactions. Just the, yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. so. So you're landed with this 2000 euro bill. Right? You've no <laughs> yeah. money. You have a hat though. Yeah. And you have a guitar. I have a guitar. And um, you had no choice but to go busking essentially mm -hmm. because you needed to eat and survive <laughs> and be able to sustain yourself yeah. and ideally stay in Malta and stay in the university it's and kinda, keep going. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so from busking, you know, a guy walked up to me in the street and says, oh, you're pretty good. Do you want to play in my bar? 
um, probably on a Sunday we were thinking of doing live music and I think this was a Saturday because yeah. I, I used to go out on the busy days. Saturday was a busy day and yeah. there was even maybe a cruise ship parked in the dock so yeah. there'd be lots of tourists around, just a lot of change. Yeah. And um, so he says, yeah, maybe next Sunday and you know, it's a small bar, you don't need an amp or anything, you just need your guitar. Um, so I thought, wow, brilliant. Um, and so I got there Actually, I think I was borrowing someone's guitar at the time, <laughs> and uh, so I got it for I got an offer for that gig. I think he said, "Yeah, maybe next Sunday." And I says, "Well, what about tomorrow night?" Uh, and he says, "Yeah, go on, go over." <laughs> so um, had the first gig. It's in, it's a oh, it's a great bar uh, called Yard Thirty Two. It's a gin bar, um, and they must have, they have about eighty gins and. Yeah, 150 tonics or something ridiculous. Yeah. It's the smallest little bar. Well, we both but, know how sexy gin is at the moment. Like, if you're yeah. going to open any bar now, forget about your craft beer, forget about your your whiskey yeah. bars. It's gin is where it's at at the moment. It, is, it really is. Um, <laughs> so I was playing. I think I got 40 euro for um, two or three hours. But I actually think the first night I played, I got there at eight. Yeah. I think I kept going till twelve. Yeah. Um was so happy I was playing that was my first gig in a bar. Ever? Uh yeah, you know, if you're, I never would have thought I'd be able to play the gig away from home. Yeah. And uh but you know when you're when you're away, when you're on foreign soil, no one knows you, you, you almost don't care. So you kind of Yeah, you have holding, that heightened sense of, of, holding of you back, possibility really. and confidence, don't you? And really just nothing to lose. And um, that kinda links in with that whole idea of reinventing yourself. Yeah. So I think you were actually accurate. You you did correct yourself on it, but I do <clears throat> understand that whole idea of God. I've lived in this place for so long. What if I go away where nobody knows me? It is an opportunity to reinvent yourself. I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all, yeah. because it's all part of the life experience, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no. And part of the reason I wanted to come on and talk was because a lot of your guests have been, uh, what I would say, older than me, but you know, maybe ten years older than me. Yeah. So in their thirties. Um, I'm kind of trying to maybe if there's people listening to this, if there's one person that's in university as well who's maybe struggling or even wants to talk, if I can kind of connect with them, uh, great. Because um, I feel like I've I, I don't know an awful lot about wellness, but I, I've learned an awful lot about how not to be well, <laughs> okay, what not to do. So um, yeah, but by virtue of knowing that, you know what. <clears throat> you need to do to I be suppose, well yeah. as well I you know so, so yeah, yeah. by no by being aware of that automatically because we're sitting here recording this podcast yeah. you do know what it takes to reach out to people and and yeah. mind yourself in some sense yeah um so yeah then i was getting regular gigs uh the girl you just met today yeah uh, my girlfriend now she's alana from canada i met her out there in malta she was there for semester two and I was there the whole year. Yeah. So I met her in the second semester and um, just got on great. Um, and that was, that was, I guess, life-changing for me because yeah. I'd never really met anyone who I would want to stay with for longer than... Uh, Careful what you say there. A month, you know. Or, you know, I realised, <laughs> yeah, yeah. wow, well, this, yeah. this is different. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah. Um, so in and among, you know in when I was the difficulty, there was a, a lot of good things happening then. Yeah, and but while I was meeting her and going gigging and stuff, uh, 
I think when I met her, I only had about 50 cent in my bank account, but I had a, a stash of change in my room and I'd <laughs> dig into this and, um, yeah. which is, which, which does, it's good, I guess. I have a personality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have to win her over with, uh, with, uh, with dinner. Uh, so. Yeah. Or with your big flash car <laughs> or your big bank account. Mm. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, and we, we went out a lot and I'd always leave my bank card at home then, or actually I could have just took it with me because they weren't going to get anything from it. <laughs> but yeah, the, the strip clubs were, it was, it was great actually being out in this place called Patchyville, it's full of nightclubs and yeah. if they see you walking beside a girl down the street, they're not going to come near you because you, you did, that guy's in a relationship. But if you're yeah. on your own, they just, they'll, they'll pull you in. Yeah. And uh, I'd say it to anyone going to Malta, just, uh, they're bad news. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh so yeah we had and we we extended our stay for the summer we rented a house we got a short let yeah um for the summer alana was working with ef they're like a foreign english summer school she was like um she was helping with that uh, taking them on day trips stuff like that and there was two other lads we met there as well they were doing the same job and then i was playing music in a bar um Two hours a day at lunch and two hours a day at dinner. Yeah. So I played for four hours and I didn't know myself. So I, I couldn't leave. I was I was kind of just playing the same thirty songs every day. Yeah. Um, because it was different guests all the time. Sure. And these these were songs I was comfortable with. So, uh, then in the so at the end of the summer I went to I went to Canada, and Alana's mum bought me a flight to go to Canada, but she told me, well, you have to, you have to get the one home. So I, <laughs> I was, I managed to be, I got the, I got the flight home. Um, and, uh, so I got, I got going to Canada again. I was very well traveled for a person that really had no means. Yeah, um, yeah. but, uh, <clears throat> yeah, cause we do another small trips around Europe. Yeah. But anyway, so I got to Canada and we went to there to have a lake house in Quebec. It's lovely. And, um, then I went to Lana's University in Lennoxville, and then then they eventually came to a halt. I, I it came the day I had to go home, mm. so um, that was that was tough now. Yeah. Um. So yeah, back into final year. I think I was a week late. Um, final year social science. This back is to, this back is to just. Ireland. Yeah, this is just over a year ago now. So this is yeah September twenty sixteen, and you're back in Ireland. Yeah, um, in Roscommon, not in Roscommon. You're in University College Dublin. Yeah, in my final year, of social science. Um, uh, broken hearted. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Fairly broke too, and uh, Ryan, the lad upstairs, he met he's uh, he 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 found us a bedroom, a shared bedroom in East Wall. And uh, which is not the best now if we're going to UCD. It's, a, it's a quite no, a but cycle. Also but share, but share, the fact that you guys had to share a bedroom is just an indicative of how bad the housing crisis is here. Yeah. And most of my listeners know I do work with Focus Ireland, who are the one of the top. Well, can you say it's a top charity? One of the most well-known homeless charities, and I've been working with families in homelessness for the last ten years. Um, that's pretty grim situation to be. Mm -hmm. Going back into isn't it having to share a bedroom? Yeah, and no, I couldn't be too fussy. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I've I've a twin brother. I, I I have no problem sharing a room. Yeah, I was sharing a bed till I was 
till I was 12. <laughs> uh, and uh, then we had puberty, so <laughs> we had to get single beds. So uh, uh, I, I didn't really mind too much now, but I, um, but it, it is it is a pain. But uh, yeah. I and uh, you know the the cycles into the college in the morning. That's where it started for me. That's where I got I started going downhill because I was okay. I was missing Alana. I was. Um, and she was thinking, you know, you know, if we can book a flight maybe for Christmas to Canada, and I'm thinking, oh, there's no way I'm going to afford any of this. Yeah, you're rent. trying to do your final year in college, yeah. you're trying to pay rent, you're trying to and survive. So, yeah, it kind of started with waking up in the morning thinking, oh, God, I have to cycle UCD. Just don't want to. And uh, so there was a lot of days where I just I wasn't going in. I was staying in bed. And um, is this when you noticed that? A dip in your mental health and your is, uh, heightened anxiety well, and that type of thing. Yeah, looking back now, uh, well, like I can, I can know now that's where it started. Yeah. Uh, but um, I, I didn't really realize it at the time. I just thought you're slipping a bit. But everyone kind of does that. The first few weeks in college, they don't really apply themselves a lot, and then week six comes in. It's madness. The pressure's there's, there's on. A lot of, there's a lot of due dates for assignments. Yeah. And I wasn't with this at all. I kind of. Um, I didn't get things handed in. I was uh, just barely getting by. And how did you feel always, at the time? Um, yeah, I just I was a bit lost. It? I kind of just felt the exact same as I was when I left, if not worse. Mm. Um, yeah, I kind of left everything at the airport and picked it up again on the way home, yeah. I guess. And uh, so then, yeah, I was to go back and retrain with um, the the social care job I had and uh, just different things let me down like I just didn't get all the application forms in yeah. uh, breakdown communications they didn't know if I was coming back or not blah, sure. blah, blah. and um, so then people are asking me you know like my mother and brothers and sisters they go oh, what did you get what's, what's going on what you, you yeah what yeah. are you doing you know and I started doing my best to kind of keep a front make sure I was in control uh, make up something like I couldn't go Oh, when yeah. you say uh, uh, being in control, you were you were pretending to them. Totally, yeah, totally. <laughs> because and, and it's, a, it's a big thing here in Ireland, isn't it? The, you know, to save face. Like, yeah. There is that pressure to, how are you, Grant? How are you, Grant? Yeah. Both people are severely depressed. Yeah, to get a lot of that, yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Just kind of small talk. Oh, fine, yeah, yeah, leave me know. Uh, <laughs> not a bother to pushing people away so I, I, I gradually anyway from yeah from September to Christmas I, I was pushing everyone away in a way yeah and uh, but but Alana booked a flight for New Year's uh, last year and um, which is great because then we when we had about two weeks yeah. together and uh, that did that 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 was great because there wasn't a hope of me getting over to Canada the way I, yeah. the way I was. I wasn't working. So you got to reconnect with your girlfriend. Yeah, and um, the we went to Scotland and that was amazing. We done, went to the Isle of Skye and Edinburgh, and um, so then she left on the the twelfth of January, I think. And actually, my brother's in Australia. My twin is in Australia at the minute. He went for his uh, co-op. He's working with a, an Aussie rules team out there. Okay, and he left as well. And I, I'd been, I'd been getting in wor worse and worse. Even though Lana was there, I was, I just wasn't myself at all. And uh, what exam, were you, what were you doing to cope with that? Um, just avoiding, 
avoiding people. I, I'd, I'd, I think my fo- my phone broke as well. There was a battery that went in it, and I, I just didn't get it fixed. On purpose. Uh, on purpose, because it, it was almost like a, well, oh, great. Now no one can ring me or. Well, now you don't have to ask me keep these up the facade anymore. Yeah, it was in a way, because I was totally uh, lethargic from my mind going crazy, uh, thinking of all these different scenarios, yeah. possible things people can ask me, like, why won't you get a job? Why are you even looking? Of course, I'd say, yeah. And, um, but now the phone's broke. Well, if I don't fix it, then... <laughs> How was you coping? Yeah, it was crazy. But, uh, um, and it all came to a head then. Uh, I guess after Alana went back home mm. and... Uh, when my brother left too, I knew he was like, wouldn't miss him an awful lot now. <laughs> but, uh, well, you can't tell him that. I just kinda, yeah, I just kind of, I kind of thought like I do, I just hate how my life is going. What is this? Is uh, and I, I really, I did think about finishing. Um yeah. And and did it feel I, like I never, a big deal <clears throat> to you to be thinking that at the time? It felt, it felt like a bit of a relief because. Um, all of a sudden, I don't have to worry about the exam results, which are going to say fail. Uh, because you're thinking about ending your life. Yeah, it's a kind of a, oh, yeah, I can just do that, and it sounds crazy, but um, it made it made total sense. And I, the way the turmoil I was in in my head, it was like um, a way to just uh, it'll all stop. Yeah. But yeah. Um, and what people don't realize, you know, people that commit suicide, they the um it's totally it's a way to get out it, they don't realize the pressure that the the, per, the person is depressed is under and how much they are convinced that, that suicide is the only way to yeah um deal with it for sad well, and mean, also the people that committed her they don't realize the pain they're just yeah. carrying on uh, yeah. by ending their life um so i was i was walking along the the royal canal thinking about jumping in and not going oh. out and I'd, you know, I'd Google searched so much things about anecdotes of people. So you got, you got that far into the process. Then. I just, I thought about it so much for like, it, it started off gradually, you know, oh, what if I just, you know, did it look like an accident or something and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um, and I did, you kind of think about it more and more and more and then it makes more sense because even though it's totally wrong, but, um. But you're not thinking that at the time, like you said. Yeah, you, you just need to get out of it. <clears throat> It's but, an escape, um, isn't it? I, I walked away from the edge of the canal anyway, and uh, that was kind of the start of me being really uh, realistic with what was going on. Um, was it fair to say it was the start of your recovery? Yeah, yeah. Was that was. your rock bottom? Um, in a way. That yeah, that, that was kind that of serious. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I needed to snap out of it. Um, and like I had an auntie living around the corner in, um, Amin street. Yeah. I had a brother up in Fairview, I had a sister in Fibsbury, they were all within one or two kilometers of me. So it's ludicrous to think that I was thinking of just leaving it all. Um, but that is the skewed viewpoint, isn't it? That is the skewed way the brain works when you're mm-hmm. in that place. I mean you can only speak from your experience, obviously, but you can't yeah. see the wood for the trees, essentially. Yeah. Um, so it was a, that was a Thursday night, I think. 
and um, Ryan was going back the Friday and I, did, I went back and I was wrecked. I just fell asleep on the bed in my clothes. Yeah. And uh, Ryan woke me up in the morning like, where were you? You know, and I just told him, uh, you have no idea what I've been doing. Uh, yeah. Or you never guess, you know. And, or what I've been thinking. And I just told him, yeah, I was, I was looking into the water thinking about jumping in it. He just says, right, right. Um, okay, no way, can I just know, stop you for a second? That's really <clears throat> interesting. So this is the morning after. Yeah. And you're you're talking about Ryan, who's a young man that Donald lives with, who I've met before the podcast here, one of his best friends. So you <clears> woke up and he asked you, what what were you at? And yeah, you, you just said, fuck it, I'm just going to say it to him. Yeah. Um, and you'd, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd told myself that as I fell asleep, I said, this is this has to stop. And the first person I'm telling is Ryan. Um, That's what you said to yourself as you were falling asleep? Yeah, this is, okay. I can't do this. Um like I can't, I can't commit suicide because, well, one, I'm not able to do it. I really wouldn't think I would have been able to do it. Well, part of you didn't want to, also. Yeah, um, ah, family Surely. is a huge thing, and you know the friends, because I now realised over the last few months that how much family means to means to you, and yeah, totally feel awful for the way I kind of shut them out. Mm. Um, we're quite a tightly knit family. Like yeah. we have a WhatsApp group there. It's probably, it's probably well, it's quite down now. But the last few hours now, it's 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 been pretty busy. We were always keeping in touch and crazy to know. But maybe yeah. it's an Irish thing. We were kind of nosy. <laughs> Whatever, what, what, what else is that? But um, so you you so have I, come to realize over the last few months the importance of connecting with family and friends yeah. in terms of managing your wellness and mental health. Would yeah, that be fair to say? Definitely. Like that WhatsApp group is just one example of how we kind of stay together because the communication is the biggest part I think uh my whole uh downward spiral really occurred from from not not communicating and you know I had a guitar as well I went from playing four hours a day to nothing at all I wouldn't and that's like you lose interest in the things that once you loved yeah so I wasn't going to the gym or um, okay. Even just doing going to college. So you're you're, you're taking all the boxes here of <clears throat> indicators for people who may be listening. They may be going through a tough time themselves. Yeah. They need to be asking themselves, like, and they may not be aware that that's what's happening. This is why I'm saying this. Yeah. Um. So explicitly here. So one of the big indicators that you might not be doing as well as you you could be doing is you lose interest in things that you would die for sorry that's probably a poor choice of words but well, you know um, things that, that mean a lot to you that once yeah the once you once you did you did really excel at um and also you cut yourself <clears> off from people who care about you exactly yeah unwittingly in, 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 in an effort cases. in an effort to kind of appear like i was doing okay uh, which was the exact opposite um but that's not the way you were thinking or it's not the way one thinks. Yeah. You think that you're actually helping the situation, but you're, as you said, making it 10 times worse mm-hmm. by um, cutting yourself off. Is that accurate? Yeah. And yeah, so I, and I told Ryan then the next morning and uh, he just says, uh, yeah, well, I'm going home now today. It's Friday. Yeah. You might as well come with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Um, Did you? Yeah, yeah. I went home and uh, I told my mother and we... Uh, we rang. My mother was taken aback. She well, she didn't really know what to do, 
it was she just says look we'll ring um Pieta house and so we were on a Pieta house is a charity that works for suicide prevention, suicide prevention and they're brilliant Amazing. um i think they're, they're 24 hour helpline there you can just call or even text but we rang That's them anyway right. and that was that was somewhere to start anyway and how was that my head, you my head was a mess now yeah i was i wasn't really i didn't even i was i could hear i still remember the phone ringing do do you're thinking what am i gonna say what here? the hell am i supposed to say here uh, uh the woman on the other end was lovely um <clears throat> like i they're they're very sympathetic and they just they're just there to listen and I guess that's all you can really do in a situation like that. Um, you're not going to ask too many questions. Um, well, I would argue that that's <coughs> the biggest gift anybody can give to you. Is that they listen? They, to they you. listen, yeah. Like, can you describe what that was like for you? Like, is it still um, fuzzy well, in it, your it head made now? Me, or what was it, it like it, for you it, being listened to? I it um. Well, I know that if I talked to anyone, they would have listened to me. Mm. But uh, when you when you're that depressed, you, you won't you don't want to talk to people that will listen to you. you kind of would open up to a stranger or something like that. Just anybody. Yeah. Um. Like. Um. Oh, what was I gonna say now? Well, that is why talking is so important. Yeah. But it must be. It must feel so difficult. Yeah, and it, it made when me, you're in that headspace. Yeah, I remember. That. I, it made me realize how important it was to. All right, like I'd made it such a big deal of, out of not talking to people, and it made me realize how okay everyone was with, um, just listening to what I was, thinking about or what I was. Uh, how through. I was feeling, yeah. Um, I was quite surprised at how understanding people were. Because this was the absolute, I couldn't do this. That's why I was considering finishing. Because yeah. I couldn't tell anyone what was going on in my head. I was afraid of what, what I'd was, say. So what was your mind saying to you? <clears throat> what were those fears saying? Um, people won't understand. People yeah, will judge probably, me. Probably, yeah, people judge me. I'll be, I'll be, be seen as a real, very weak guy. Because my, yeah. my, you know, I went, I went on study abroad to kind of deal with it myself. So I, I guess you know, very independent. Look at him out. Look at him there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah. Notions, uh, notions, exactly. <laughs> he, um, but then, yeah. So I just. But I, your experience was the exact opposite when you did open up. Yeah, isn't that interesting? It is. Like yeah, how it's, it was totally... the exact opposite. Nobody judged you. Nobody um, didn't listen to you. Nobody um, detached from you. The, no one, the exact so, yeah, opposite exactly. happened to what you thought was going to happen. Yeah. Um, this is an important message. Yeah, it is very, very important. Because if you decide not to talk, you're gonna, um, like I often think, what if I just did jump in and change my mind? But I, you know, I might not got out. Like, <laughs> well, I gotta say to you, so, man, um, I am so happy that you didn't do that. Well, yeah, do you know what too. I'm saying? I really am too. Like, I know uh, that we, you know, we're not friends and we don't know each other a great deal. But I need you to hear from me how happy yeah. I am that you okay. didn't do that because what you are doing here on this couch in your beautiful Rings End apartment is giving people hope. Okay. And do you get me? Yeah. Like everybody who well, that, and that's to why this I would have feel hope at this point in this story. And that's why I would have wanted to come on. I, um, I thought maybe my story was a bit, a bit heavy. Because <laughs> <But, laughs> like Dave Moore was on and he was talking about, you know, how he's kind of, he's a comedian, isn't he? He's very, he's, he's a very funny guy anyway. Yeah, yeah. And well, he, he te- technically he's, he's 
he's a radio DJ right, who's, yeah. who's trying his best to be a comedian. <laughs> I think he's very funny. He's lovely, and um, he is very funny. Yeah, yeah. So, but I know what you mean. But this, about, the, the, about this, this is a positive contrast. This is yeah. This is a positive story, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, after actually, yeah, the the day after. Um, we rang Piano House. We went to our GP. Right, good. And the GP forwarded us to Annie because this person is a danger, danger to himself. Yes. That's the way of looking yeah. at it. Yeah, yeah, so, that's uh, the official term. Yeah. We saw a psychologist and uh, he assessed me. Um, we just had a chat. And, uh, but um, the, the hospital was full. It were, there was no vacancies anyway. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't want to be in there anyway. I think I would have maybe got worse. But you were there with your mom, right? Yeah. Um, she's she's brilliant because she's she um separated from her husband about ten twelve years ago. Okay. Um, seven kids. I've got yeah. There's two sets of twins. Okay. There's another lad and there's two girls. Oh wow, that's a big um, family by modern uh, standards. Yeah, isn't it? it's yeah. It's unusual. And um, so you do have that network around you then. Definitely, yeah. Uh, and it's awful to, you really are being unfair to the people around you by not speaking and being honest with them. Um, yeah. But, but I, I will I, I remind see, you, I will I remind you of your sides. mindset. Though. Yeah, yeah, there is two you don't, sides. You're not thinking in those terms. It's only with the gift of hindsight that you... You're kind of in, you're just in survival mode. You're just trying to do, um, you know, as little as possible. Yeah. Uh, to just get by. Um... Yeah. Completely so, yeah, exactly, to survive. And, uh, yeah, so then I was on, um, I was basically, I went to um, a counsellor in Elfin, my hometown. Yeah. There was a kind of a spate of suicides in our hometown in 2002-ish. Yeah. And uh, they, they set up a charity to, it was called SOS. Uh, support to come over come suicide they're brilliant they um so that 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 charity basically pays for a counselor to be in the in the health center there in the town to talk to anyone so while the mental health services of in roscommon were telling me that they were they couldn't see me um, i was i was at least i was going to this counselor yeah and and i was on antidepressants i was getting 30 milligrams yeah. Of mirtazapine. Okay. And how did and you find was, the medication for did that work for you in conjunction um, with the, the start, therapy? Yeah, at the start the the antidepressants were they were just putting me out to sleep. Okay. Because it's a ten hour sedation. And um so I was waking up in the morning a bit kinda of, feel hungover. Um very like, groggy, yeah. yeah, if, groggy if, yeah. If, you know, if I took the if I took the tablet at eleven o'clock, I was waking up at nine um Still feeling yeah. uh, sedated, uh, but it was great because you know, I wasn't I wasn't staying awake at night, being anxious about anything. Yeah, it was finally actually it was a relief. Uh, I could yeah. I could sleep, and I could get out of bed in the morning. There were mornings now where I was still just lying there. Yeah. Um. But the, yeah. But important so to say the, that the the this to, was the start of your recovery. Yeah. Process. And, and antidepressants aren't an overnight thing. You're not gonna. No. It's not Popeye. Eating spinach. Uh, if only they're they're very gradual, but they yeah. do they do work. Um, well, they work for you certainly. They they did get me out of a bit of a hole. They, the only drawback I found with them was that I did gain a bit of weight. Yeah. 
Um, but I, I mean, like the the pros were they were they did outweigh the cons. And did you engage in talk therapy then? I did, but I, I did. I didn't. I didn't do enough of it. Okay. I did. Uh, I think four sessions with the guy. Yeah. Uh, and he's kind of said, "I think we're at a place now where, because usually six is the, the what you do with them." And I kind of, I, I did really. I was still in the stage of, I don't want to be talking to this man. I don't. Yeah, you weren't ready. I don't yet. fully like him to to speak to him. That kind of thing. I wasn't. I need to be really close with someone. Apparently, I find to. Yeah. Really, when I know you just met for today. today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but um. No, but that's where your head was at at that time. Obviously, you know, you, it does take a lot of time to build up that trust. Yeah. When you're in that initial phase, especially. I suppose. Isn't uh, it? Yeah. And um. Yeah, you, you just, you don't like, uh, yeah, I was a bit grumpy, but I, but, I, but, I, but I was like recovering, I was kind of yeah. in a better place, but uh, yeah, I, f I found, um, and maybe it was just the, you know, the, they're very kind of intense, mm. they're like, how do you feel, and tell us about what you did today, or yeah, sure. Listen, you, I'm, I, I'm a, I've just got my higher diploma in counselling and psychotherapy, so I do completely understand what you're talking um, about. It all depends on no, whether they, the person like, is ready for it. They are brilliant, and they're just doing their job. Um, but I, I've kind of found, like, I was... Yeah, you've read all the books and, mm. you know, studied everything, but um, I, I, I would rather talk to someone who was kind of going through the same thing or yeah. who could really empathise yeah. uh, like maybe even just go into a bar <laughs> and chat to someone. Well, maybe like that. that is one of the reasons that's, that we. Uh, I mean, that's are, what are these things right are now because I have gone through my for, own yeah. pretty um, poor mental. Yeah, health. No, I'm not saying that, I wasn't saying that to you. I was saying like some of these doctors that they they they, they kind of think that they know what you're going through, which sure. is is right. They do, um, but they they, I mean, they lack the empathy to yeah. really kind of. Oh yeah, no, you, but that, that's, that's what I was saying. Maybe <clears throat> that is why we have talk, spoken so freely already today because yeah. I do right. have that personal understanding okay. from my own uh, struggles in the past. And right. like even, like I've recently had very sharp, well, it's not as severe as what you're talking about, dip in my mental health that has caused me to like completely relate to you in terms right. of pulling back from family and friends. I stopped going to the gym. I stopped being interested in everything I was mm -hmm. interested in. So I, I, I absolutely take your point about if you are in a difficult position and you're going to a counsellor or psychologist, you do need to feel that they are empathic yeah. and that they have a personal understanding of what you're going yeah, through. It is important. Yeah. And it's kind of selfish from my point of view to expect this of them because they, <laughs> they have so many clients as well, but it really does mean a lot um, yeah. when they, they, they kind of you know by the look on their eyes if they if you if they know what you're talking about or if they, yeah. they are very good at what they do but um i i like uh speaking to or i think maybe that's when i find your podcast actually possibly yeah. um it does make sense yeah um and so then yeah so i, I came off the antidepressants uh late august i guess yeah um, this year, yeah, okay. Kind and of, I, I, that was my own call as well. It wasn't really advised by the doctors. 
and I just felt I was in a good enough place to stop taking them because I'd reached a stage where I, and I was play, I got back playing football at the club, which is it was nice. It was it was a social thing because I remember, <laughs> I remember my mother saying, "You need to just like get out of the house for an evening, play football," because I there's no point you just staying here with me all day. <laughs> Every day, uh, and that is top advice from an Irish mammy. It is to be fair. Like, get out of the house, into about, the fresh air, move your body. The best thing about my mother is she she will tell you when you're out of line. She keep you <laughs> keep you in check. Um, so she's, was, she's always got, right. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> and she uh, yeah. So she she's bring me to football. Yeah. Uh, um, and I was very unfit, but I was. Yeah, it, that that was that was how I really hated the antidepressants because I was kind of just getting more out of shape and trying my best to stay in shape while all the other lads were getting fitter, yeah, yeah, and bigger and better, and I was kind of just yeah. plodding along. Uh, but yeah, it was alright. Um, so you're you're but you're back that, exercising that was why I now, are you? Well, I'm back cycling around Dublin. I'm not yeah. fully in the gym yet. No, but I mean, you can can you speak uh, about the uh, I suppose the the impact on your wellness of oh, definitely yeah. of physical exercise, be it oh, cycling around, deliver it's, it's delivering huge. food or whatever yeah, it is. It's massive. Um, yeah, even just uh, yeah, even just going for a small walk. It's I think the studies show that it, it enhances your your brain activity. Um, yeah, and gets short. you out of a spiral. Gets you out yeah. of um, being stuck. Stuck. The uh, yeah, the, the the sport definitely helped me kind mm. of like you don't just take antidepressants and then you're fine. You need to do therapy, sport, <clears throat> yeah, these things with it. Connect with family and friends. Exactly. And uh, my my dad died in April, or no, it was May. It's the twenty second of May. So that was when I kind of hit the wall. Uh, mm. And I was coming out of it, so I, I was I was at home more often. So I was actually great. I, I was seeing him a few a bit more often. Yeah. Um, I'm very sorry for your loss, Don. Uh, no problem. It happens, and uh, he. Uh, yeah, so it was nice to kind of I. I didn't reconnect with him, but I, de- I definitely saw him more often. Because okay. he he wasn't in my life a lot from the age of eleven. Okay. Onwards, but. Uh, you got to spend some time. Uh, with yeah, him. I did. Yeah, um, which is great. I don't know how it felt. Had I been in college, everything going grand, but I know that probably wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Um, I think I was I was just heading I was heading downwards, and maybe it needed to happen, or just uh, serendipity, maybe. I, I don't know. Was, uh, I think I was really struggling that the last year anyway. Um, I almost feel kind of relieved that <clears throat> I've kind of uh, gone through it. And came out of it. I know I'm not fully out of the woods yet, and I probably will have dips again. But at least I know what not to do, not to shut it people out. Yeah. Um. And it's great. Like I've Alana now as well. She's like a good support. Mm. Um. I can kind of just tell her things straight away, and uh, so she, yeah, she's doing her masters here. Yeah. Um. But you have the reference point of being at rock bottom. To dictate and, and what I, you and do to manage yourself. Now, yeah, and like I, I know I can never go back to that, and I can't let it go that far again. Hmm. Um, so I think it's bloody amazing that we're sitting here talking about this after what you've been through this year, mm-hmm. and the fact that you had the courage to reach out to me 
I would we would never have met otherwise. And tell your story in such a frank and open way has completely floored me. Today, to be honest with you, <laughs> I mean, I wanted to do it for myself too because over the past few months, you know, you know like all my family know, uh, so maybe some of the lads know, maybe maybe they don't. Yeah. But I feel I just wanted to say everything, and if people want to listen to it, they can, and then at least they know well why I so suddenly moved home. Yeah. Why I was overweight. <laughs> <laughs> the it's summer. not a big one, is it? Uh, <laughs> Did you like, get a few questions? I've never, I've never been, I've never been that fat <laughs> before, <laughs> so it was strange. I did usually. I sometimes I did go a bit, put a bit on, but um, yeah. But you were always playing football, and yeah, then it, yeah, you're fairly sharp. Um, so you think that people might listen to this who know you and think, least, oh, that's least, why you got fat. <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least they know what was going on, you know. Well, I'm glad that they, they will get their answers, but I, what I'm more happy about is, and I've said this to you already in this recording, is the gift that you are giving to people by telling this story. And I, I don't fully know what I'm giving, but... Uh, well, let me, explain guess, it to, let me explain it to you. Somebody is going to be listening on Podbean or iTunes or whatever, wherever they get their yeah. their podcast fix, and they... They may or they may not be in a similar position to you, where and say, "Oh, look, there's a wellness thing. I'll listen to that. It might make me feel better." And they can right. hear somebody who's go who has gone through recently what they are currently going through, and it will give them hope, and mm -hmm. might get encourage them to do the simple thing like get out and go for that walk, or more importantly, talk to people the way you spoke to Ryan that morning after you woke up. I just find that amazing, and I would say that is your the very beginning point of your improvement your recovery was when you opened your eyes that day and yeah. told him that took so much it courage was, it was a difficult thing to do but i knew i i had nothing left i i couldn't do it any longer yeah. um and uh it was it is the most difficult thing to do but everything gets a lot easier yeah after you've done that and people start to understand i i honestly think he never said it but i kind of think ryan was probably relieved that I was the way I was. He finally realized, oh, he said because he had already sensed actually, what was going yeah, on. Yeah, maybe he thought, what's wrong with Donald lately? Yeah, is he just an asshole, or is there something <laughs> going on? Because yeah. I owed Ryan a lot of money. I, I kind yeah. of, he paid one of my month's rent. Yeah, and a deposit, I think, too, when I came back yeah. from Canada. So he was relieved nothing. because he was, finally he he, he could kind of realized, understand. I'd say, what was what what I was really up to. What was yeah. Um, and he's told me before, you know, Jeannie Mac, I, I didn't really deck it, yeah. but, uh, um, so actually the, and the university were fantastic. They, if you, if you, if you're, say if you, if you were sick, if you had the flu, I mean, if you have a doctor's note and you failed an exam mm. or if basically you had an illness that contributed to you failing the class, failing a year yeah. pretty much. Uh, they'll give you extenuating circumstances, which is, yeah, you know, there was there was more. The student was trying to apply themselves, but yeah. they couldn't due to um, an illness. Uh, so they they allowed me to come back and do my final year Brilliant. without repeating it. So it gave me another go. Oh, excellent! Because um, and I really, you know, the depression really did um, <clears throat> contribute to me not really doing anything. I kind of I didn't care about how I was going to do in class because I thought. I wasn't going to be here. That was my thinking at the time. Yeah, you didn't care about anything. Yeah. And, least of uh, all that. <clears throat> so, 
and it changed a lot of my perception about you know that you know UCD are willing to or they they're totally understanding of yeah of the whole situation of how you know if you're depressed then that's an illness that kind of really reiterated I'm for really, me that depression really is an illness to hear that yeah. I'm really pleased to hear that because it isn't always the feedback you hear from people for, regarding their employers or, yeah. their, you know, their uh, certainly their um, colleges. So that's brilliant to hear that and more of it. And, and then it's, it's more a reason if you are a student, you're struggling. If you uh, if you're depressed, then you need to let them know. You know yeah. that uh, that that is it is a big um, factor. Yeah, you can't be on top of your game at all no um i think a lot of students who might be listening might not realize they are exactly and through yeah. listening to your story they can might say oh yeah i have lost interest or i have been detaching myself fuck maybe i do need to go to my gp or ring plas or something like yeah. that that's I think a the lot value of, of this conversation yeah i think a lot of them definitely are i've, I've gone to the counselors in ucd then they're they're fully booked up too so and that's a free service so i i realize yeah. You know, if I graduate and leave college, then suddenly I have to start paying for them. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> so expensive. I want to take advantage. I want to start talking to them while they're free. Yeah. And um, yeah. I'll, I'll probably apply for the master's in social work yeah. in UCD. And maybe... Well, I was just... You just uh, preempted my question. What What's next for Donald Brady? Um, yeah, I'd like to I'd like to go for the master's because I'm a bit pally with <laughs> a lecturer now in the college. Um so like you know you need the academic referee and yeah and what would you like to do your master's in social work or social policy or social work social work uh it's two years in ucd yeah i, did, I haven't looked in any other colleges i know they probably did, i think they're doing cork and Galway. they do on trinity as well trinity um so that's what, then, you, that's then, what you're considering after, after that i'd like to practice in in canada um, excellent i really i really liked canada since i was there i was in quebec uh, Quebec City, Montreal. Yeah. yeah. And I'd love to. I'd love to see more of it now. So you're full of hopes and dreams at the moment. Uh, I kind of have. I kind of have a plan. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to Malta for another while. Maybe I'll visit it again. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, maybe give it a miss for a while, man. Yeah. Well, actually, no. I haven't said that. I actually wouldn't mind going back. Um, a bit like Lost, that show. Remember, we need to. We, we, have, we to have to go back, go back to the back, islands, Jack. Kate. Okay, yeah, Jack was the one who said it. We need to go back, <laughs> Kate. Well, um, listen, um, we didn't really talk about Donald Brady music that much I know, here. I know. But what I know from and talking to you, you is that it has been a huge... Well, we know from the busking, at the, you know, when you arrived and you had the mishap in Malta, mm -hmm. that's what sustained you. We know from... Um, our conversations off air how important music is to you but do you want to tell the listeners the impact that music has had on your own wellness it's uh, yeah it's been huge it's probably bigger than sport okay. I mean sport releases endorphins but um, the music really connects uh, to my head I suppose so both playing uh, it singing and creating yeah. would you be a creator of songs um not not in an awful lot i've only started recently i wrote kind of wrote i started writing a song when my father died yeah I started writing about him um so i'm in the early stages i'm still in the stages of being a songwriter that's a little shy of playing a song at mm. an open mic night but I, i'm gonna get them ready and and play them up there yeah. um 
and I actually I didn't say, but the music's really helped me along when I was recovering back home. Yeah, on the meds, um, playing or listening or um, playing both. and both. Yeah, uh, but playing, I got, I got a I got a message from uh, Declan. He, we were we were gigging together around that same year. He uh, he was going to Bulgaria to play in an Irish hotel for two weeks, and the the mate who he was playing with pulled out. So, so you he, got the invites. I got the invite. So I thought, wow, this is great. This is something like to look forward to now. I can, I'm going to Bulgaria. And, and that uh, was around the time that we had initially planned to do this <clears> podcast. Remember that? And that, but you, we were trying to arrange it. Then you got that invite, to Bulgaria. right? So that that was a positive experience, was it? It was brilliant. Yeah, great. Um, yeah. So yeah, the, and yeah, the music has really been a kind of way to vent anger or. Uh, I guess singing is kind of it does. Uh, it's like therapy. Yeah, it's somewhere to push all your frustrations or. I completely agree. Like that, I completely agree. Yeah, like, rather than bottling it up. Uh, and I'd always um, if when I come back from a gig and Alana's looking at me like, "What is? Were you doing drugs? You know?" But I, I'm just so buzzing after. Uh, like, yeah, baby, I was doing drugs. <laughs> I was doing music. Yeah. <laughs> My endorphin, your endorphins are going. You're you're on. You're on. The, you're very happy anyway. Yeah. And uh, so that's it, guys. Find out what you love and do it a lot. I know I people have a difficulty with actually realizing what it is that they do love. The same way people have a difficulty realizing that they might be depressed or might be down and are finding it difficult to reach out. But set it as your intention to find out something that gets your blood flowing. Yeah, keep doing it, even if it's just. Drawing little doodles on a notepad. Whatever Keep it is, I it. think the important thing is setting the intention that you want to find it. And if you can make money, if you can earn money doing what you love, which for me it's playing the guitar and singing, um, then that is it is huge. Yeah. To have that as well. Uh, and if people want to listen to your music, is there somewhere they can go to? Uh, yes, Facebook. Um, I think I'll, I'll, I'll link. I'll link it in the. On the can you link it on the podcast oh of course yeah yeah for, but it's basically but what would they search so it's it's facebook you type in the facebook.com forward slash da da yeah. real slim brady da real slim brady. the real slim brady i like the tip of your hat to the fact that you've lost a lot of weight as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, to stick it to the haters yeah. so da real slim mm. brady da or e-a-l S-L-I-M-B-R-A-D-Y. Yeah, you should find it. And uh, will we have the pleasure of hearing a song from you now? Um, yes, why not? And Fantastic. I won't be one of my own. It'll be a song that I listened to um, when I was depressed. And it's a song about, it's called Spring to Come. And it's by about it's by my favourite musician, John Butler Trio. Beautiful. Um, it's about uh, being lost a bit and realising that after winter spring comes excellent and it gets better well i think that i think, would, I think that would be a perfect outro to this podcast yeah. um so i just want to finish by saying thank you so much for your honesty thank, thank you, you for flooring me with a few of the details of your story which i wasn't expecting <laughs> just so you know guys i didn't have any prep for this uh, podcast it's just a conversation um, between yeah, two well i think I. i'm still how old are you donald I'm 23. You're 23. I'm 36. I still classify this as a conversation between two young Irish men. I'm Definitely. holding desperately onto my youth here, as you can hear. But an important 
point to end on here before we hear you sing is Irish men need to talk. It's one of the thrusts of me setting up this podcast and why I've had so many mm-hmm. Irish men on the podcast just talking. If you've listened to this story today and you need a bit of help, I am going to put the details of Pieta House and other charities internationally onto the post. And um, Please do make that call. Please reach out to your family and friends. Contact me at dankyowellnessproject at gmail.com or through Facebook at dankyowellnessproject. And yeah, Donald, it's been... I'm a, bit, I'm a bit floored, I have to say. You can contact me either. If, if a UCD student hears this and wants to chat with me, you can... How would they get you, Donald? Um, Donald Brady, I guess, type it into Facebook. You'll yeah. maybe see UCD there or something. In yeah. the, you know, it tells you, like, your I'll send you, send you a message on or Facebook. Or even my email. Leave my email with it or something like that. Yeah. Um, we can have coffee in one of the 20 coffee shops. Uh, <laughs> on campus. On campus. <laughs> probably more. Um um, yeah, you. I would. I would love to talk to someone or help someone at least. I hope well, I've helped someone. You myself. have helped lots of people. As I, I know, I've, I'm repeating myself now. It's a gift that you've given to the world, particularly young Irish men who may have been going through, or will go through, or have gone through similar experiences. So I just want to say thanks for that. Man. No problem. And thanks for coming on to the Natural Wellness Project. Thanks for having me. Cheers, man. There's something I could give I would have given it before Now cause I came back A little broken Things don't fit anymore And I wait for spring to come How long, tell me how long As I wither at my post I'm walking like a ghost alone How long, tell me how long How long Somewhere out there on the horizon Maybe there's a glimmer of hope Maybe it's just a mirage Cause you never know now Cause maybe things have changed Storm clouds pass, take their rain I wait for spring to come But how long, tell me how long Cause I wither at my post I'm walking like a ghost alone 
How long? Tell me how long? How long? Out of the darkness, only the light can come. After a lonely, long night comes the sun. Out of the darkness, only the light can come. After a lonely, long night comes the sun. <laughs>